Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from a little bit of a summer hiatus. Thank you. I hope you guys all had a beautiful summer. We are back today with the amazing Pippa Bennett Warner. We're here to talk about her show, Chloe. She's also got so many other amazing projects, such as Gangs of London, and she's got a film coming out with Sam Rockwell called See How They Run. She got started really early, and she has such an interesting story about how she got started in the arts at such a young age, was in Lion King, and navigated into an adult career, and she's doing such great work, and I had so much fun talking with her. Pippa, I love you. Thank you for coming on. Please come back. Thank you all for tuning in and staying with us, and I got so much love for you guys. We got a lot of exciting things coming up. Pippa Bennett Warner, how are you doing? Welcome to an act of despairs. I'm good. How are you doing? Thank uh, you for having me. Uh, it's such an honor. I was I, I, when I first met you, I was saying you're glowing, but it's it's what 110 degrees today in London. It's sweat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yes, it's uh, I know. I I'm, know. I'm gonna Amazon or call Jeff Bezos to. <laughs> To install all of London and UK and Europe AC units. That's the least he can do. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> and uh, it's such an honor having you here. I'm such a huge fan of your work. You're, you're carving mm. out such an incredible career and you do such amazing work. And, and Chloe was, I really say this with the utmost honesty, it was such an interesting show because you think you get you know, a glimpse of, of what it is and where it's going, but it, it constantly subverts and, and every episode you think, you, you know, as an audience, you kind of, and also I'm an actor, you, you think, you know, what writing is, and it just is always going a different direction. And you were so mm. outstanding in that show. And just the second from meeting you to that character is like, you got nothing in common. <laughs> 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 you are the most cool, kind, not conniving, you know, social client. <laughs> so it is such a pleasure to meet you. Oh, ditto, ditto. Thank you for having me. And you went to RADA. I mean, it doesn't I get any better than that. But before we dig into the work and all the other, you know, Gangs of London, and I don't want to shortchange mm-hmm. any of the other projects, but I'd really like to start at the very beginning. Where did you grow up? Like, did you grow up in London proper or no? No, I'm kind of, I'm a home counties girl. So I was brought up in between Northamptonshire, Buckinghamshire and Oxfordshire. So Um, I apologize. Uh, I know uh, London. Is that north or is that south? North. north. Okay. Okay. It's it's, it's sort of prime, well, kind of, kind of prime commuter belt, but, and then a little bit. So would that be suburbs? No. Oh, okay. Totally different counties. So totally away from the city. Yeah. Yeah. What What did your parents do? Were they artists? No. Oh my God, no. My mum was a, a housewife and a mum, and then became an antiques dealer. And my dad wow. was a computer. Got to have her on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> my God, she'd love that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my dad was a computer consultant. Awesome. So very, you know, very quite trad. And, and do you ha- have any siblings or no? I do. I have an older sister called Georgina. Oh, hi, Georgina. Uh, hi, Georgina. Hi, Georgina. Uh, who also lives in London. She's it, south of in the there. entertainment game or no? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no. She's got, the, she's got the proper job. So, you know, it's, it's interesting having parents that weren't traditionally in the arts. I mean, one can make an argument that antiques are art, so to speak. Mm. But 
talk to me about, you know, where did the early inclinations of, of art start to come into your life as a child? It was actually my sister. So she, we went to a girls prep school and she played Oliver in the school production of Oliver. Wow. I know that classic thing. Yeah. That classic thing of watching an older sister, older sibling doing something cool and wanting to do the same thing. And I watched her and she was so brilliant and so great. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to do that too. And so from that, that kind of gave me the bug. And then, yeah. And then when I was 11, you know, did my first professional job and then it, I suppose it just has just, con- just continued. Wow, so yeah. you got started really young. Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit of a child actor. That's incredible. Talk to me about that mm. because I, I have lots of friends that have been on the show that, you know, did that. Mm. And so where did... I found myself. Where did that in, in initial, like, uh, realization, if you want to call it, you know, that I want to do this and, and to the talk with the parents and then what were the steps that you took to immerse yourself well, a friend of a friend of mine at school uh, had gone was going to stagecoach, and um, do you mind explaining what that is for the audience? Oh yes, oh yes, sorry. So stagecoach is, I, I suppose, it's sort of like a a, a, a theatre school for kids. I, I think on weeknights after school and on a weekend. Got it. And I think there's an agency attached to it or something, and you can get go for auditions and things. I, th- I think. Um, and through Stagecoach, they'd found out that The Lion King was coming from Broadway and they were doing auditions. And The, the they, Lion King? The Lion King. The Lion oh, King, The Lion King. Oh, nice. Yeah, The Lion King, yeah. Wow. And, yeah. And I was so, like, yeah, Game of Thrones was casting that early. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> you read for that role? I could see it. <laughs> oh, my God. And, um, and so they... Um, to my parents and they were like would Peppa like to go and audition here's the information it's an open audition it's going to be at the Lyceum you know I think I had to wear some sort oh, so of it was a huge part yeah 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 yeah. no no it was Little Nala but it, they were they were doing an open audition for the Little yeah. Kids um, and, and that's so still at the Lyceum sorry to interrupt still at the right. Lyceum yeah, no no yeah, my god that's yeah, fine yeah, yeah still at the Lyceum yeah and so my I was like okay fine so we went and pretty green, to be honest. I mean, you know, I was, uh, I would say that I was a bit of a country bumpkin. I didn't, I didn't know how to, you know, I wasn't, I hadn't been trained. I had no sort of uh, industry etiquette, I suppose. It's other, the other kids did because they were being, having, doing classes all the time. Yeah. Anyway, so did the audition and then got a call back and then kept getting, kept getting call backs. And I think I got called back about 12 times. I and mean, it was a really, I think it was the most intense audition experience I've ever had to date. Wow. And then. Singing yeah, and, then and dancing and singing acting. and dancing and acting. And it was wow. just, it was really fun, but it wasn't, you know, I think I was 11 or something. So it was yeah. And then I got, and then I got, got the three, three sets of kids. And I was one of the, you know. Right, because they rotate them out because of exactly. uh, child labor laws, right? Exactly, exactly, exactly. And then, so that was that. And it was, yeah. And I did it for six months. And then my mum actually told me that they, they, tried, they tried to fire me because I was too tall. And then she was like. Oh, you outgrew Simba. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the first one to leave because I was too tall. And now wow. I'm actually not that tall. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, because. You know, that's the thing that I love talking to people that get in the business so young because it, it, it's such a blessing, but it's also, it can be tricky because like, 
being so young, did you have an idea of like entering the West End and the line? Did you have a, uh, at this point, did you have a relationship with the, I don't want to use the word property, but the film at all? Yes, yeah, so I was obsessed with the film. I mean, grew up, you know, loving it. When it first came out, I, you know, we went to the cinema to watch it, knew all about it, knew the song, everything. But I, but I had no idea, really, I suppose, what being in the West End was. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, my parents would take my sister and I to go and see Phantom at Christmas or Oliver at Christmas. Every, it was like a treat. But... But, but actually then thinking about me, I, I don't know, I just had no, but then, you know, at 11, you're so, um, uh, what's the word? You're so protected by your innocence. Yeah. Actually, because you're like, oh my God, you know, but it, yeah. It's I, a beautiful I thing that we wish we could yeah. recover in our thirties. <laughs> <laughs> because I would, you know, yeah. I, I can't, I can't swear on this. No, you can fuck shit. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd shit myself now, yeah. probably, you know, it would, it would, it was, yeah, it was a very, that, that innocence, that youth is, is like you just said, it's just sometimes like, yeah, it really, yeah, it's kind of a magical thing, which we don't, we never, we never really realize when it's happening, you know? And, and do you feel like, you know, stagecoach, because you had that, gave you some kind of fundamentals? Oh, no, I didn't, no, I didn't go to stagecoach. Oh, you so I was didn't? the only one. Yes, no, no. So I was the only one out of the six that didn't have any training. I was a real country bump. So this literally me. was like the first, like, yeah. like experience with acting. Wow. So that's sink or swim. That's so much pressure. Yeah. How, how did that so feel? I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing. It was terrifying. I remember being in rehearsals and Julie, the great Julie Taymor directed us. And I remember just oh, she was there because that was in the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was because it was the original, we were the original cast. No, congratulate. Yeah. That's, you can't skate over this. This is huge. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be dropping this. <laughs> I never really talk about it, actually, but yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it was a it real... It had opened in New York and then came there, right? Exactly. Yeah. We were this, I think we were this, maybe, I think it had been in Japan. I think it went to Japan first. New York, Japan, London, maybe. I can't remember. Wow. But I remember being sent, actually, I made friends with, with a, a Japanese woman who... I think it was in the cast in Japan or something, and she she sent me, you know, the time when we had tapes. She sent me the tape recording of the entire Japanese show, wow. The Lion King, and it was kind of extraordinary. Just at eleven, hearing it, and, and this, I think Japanese is such a gorgeous language. Just so, just hearing the songs that I was singing every day in English in Japanese. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just remember that. That was very cool. Do do you remember like you know because like as we. You know, we're the same age, pretty much. Like, it, do you yeah. do you do you have memories of working with Julie and being in those rooms? Yeah, I do. She was. I remember once. I think she. I think once she got quite cross with me. I can see that. <laughs> I, did, I, I, I know Julie is is you know she's she's great, but she's very intense and yeah, you no, know, it worked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she, she got and she got what she needed out of me. But I think she. I think there was one point where she had to be like Pippa. You know, you yeah. need to, you need to kind of bring it, you know, bring it. And I was like, okay, okay. And also because I think, because I hadn't done anything there, I hadn't really had any experience. I suppose I was, I can be quite shy. My natural yeah. default setting is not. Right. Especially because you know, it's musical because it's so, yeah. it's yeah. so, so much energy, you know? Yes, exactly. So I think there was a part of me that was probably a little bit 
scared, probably a bit anxious, but 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 also enjoying it because I was it felt like the biggest never-ending summer camp of all time. Do you know what I mean? Totally do. And I find that so fascinating because like, you know, I, I, I don't know if you identify with this, but as we start to audition in our 20s for, you know, movies and TV shows, I think every actor to some degree deals with a bit of imposter syndrome. But when you're yeah. a child, you're just so maybe naive to that. Did you feel exactly. that at all? Yeah, I think I did. I think I did. I did. Yeah, I was totally protected by being a child and sort of, I suppose when you're the youngest, it started happening now where I'm not the youngest, actually for quite a while, but I'm not the youngest at work anymore. But you know that thing about going to work and you're the youngest, so you yeah, kind of get, sometimes yeah. you can get away with stuff. Totally, yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm. It's, it's when people stop calling you kid, you know, that's when yeah. you're like, shit. <laughs> you know, the jig is up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So then <laughs> how was that experience from rehearsal to opening? Was that, you know, was that, was that, would you say some of the best training you got working with Julie Taymor, prepping for the, the, the literal first opening cast of, of the West End production of Lion King? Extraordinary. In fact, I remember the read-through, the first day of the read-through, and I think uh, they must have done, or maybe they didn't, I don't know, but uh, the adult cast sung all of their solos. So there were Shadowlands, there was He Lives in You, there was, yeah. you know, Circle of Life, all of it. And I remember just being like, we were all, all the kids just sitting there going, oh my God, this is the coolest thing of all time because we were working with, you know, some of the most incredible musical theatre performers around. I mean, the cast was, as people say, you know, chef's yeah. kiss. It was really kind of, that's so I think those were kind of pinch me moments of, of being like, oh my God, this is actually happening. Yeah. But yeah, learn le- 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 how to conduct myself in a rehearsal room because there is a way to conduct yourself in a rehearsal room and I think I really... I did a lot of watching and learning and kind of just, yeah, it can be, it can be quite reserved. So it was nice. That was a nice experience to be quite reserved. If that makes any sense. And, and did they have the children separate from the adults or was it a whole company rehearsing together? Oh, that's a really good question. I can't remember. I think it was a bit of both because we did have scenes with the ad. Yes. We were, we, any scene right. that we were together, that we were together. Yeah. Wow. And, and and can you talk about, you know, going from seeing your sister to having your own opening night and what that feeling felt like that first time you went out? Do you remember that, if you like, I think I think I was just really raring to go. I was so yeah. excited. I didn't really have any of those nerves that I know that I'd probably have today about messing up or anything. I, I think I just wanted to go, go out there and have a good time. And also, you know, the part was so fun. We got to ride on those... Um, What's it called? Those oh, those sort of giraffe things, like you know, this, yeah, the, the, the show dressings. was cool. Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. And the and the little we had all the. In fact, I've still got my Mac sponsor the show Mac makeup. Wow. And I've still got my little Nala lipsticks. That's amazing. And they're like twenty one years old or whatever. And not longer than that. Older. And and usually when a show opens in the West End, you know, there's all kinds of people coming in. You know, like. Oh, Alan yeah. Rickman, like all the greats. Oh yeah, you, no, you, yeah. Do you, do you remember oh, yeah, that yeah. at all? Yeah, I did the night where um, Prince Edward and Sophie Wessex, Candice LeRae, or was it Candice? Yeah, she they came. That, that was one of my nights. And they're probably the kind of people that come backstage. You, did you get? Yeah, to meet yeah, them? we know we met. I know we yeah, met yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was quite cool. Yeah, it was cool. That's so rad. <laughs> I and, remembered that. And did you feel like it? At you know, this is a you know a tough question, and maybe this happened in drama school, or maybe it happened here. 
you feel like you started to find your voice? Because that's like the, the most important thing in, a, in an actor's life. And literally you're singing in this, you know, mm. and I don't mean like singing voice, but you know, that, you know, voice is synonymous with confidence, so to speak. Do you, did you feel like you found a good rhythm? No. I understand. No, but I, yeah. I, no I, I think because I was only doing three shows a week and I mean, I, when I was 18, I didn't, maybe we'll get to that, but I did another opera, if you like, at 18. And that was possibly when I found my voice. That was a whole different experience. But that was, that was probably when I started to, what she, actually, I don't know. <laughs> no, it was, I think it was, I think it was, because that was a tough job. So then you did six months of Lion King and talk to me yeah. about, the hardest thing I think about theater and, and being an actor in general is like when gigs end, like you have this immense energy and all this, you know, schedule and you, then you have sudden free time, but you know, being a mm. child, you had school. So how did mm. you navigate that? And then what were the steps in towards like, you know, getting into a class if you did, or was it just more auditions? It was, I mean, my school was so accommodating. They were really sweet and I actually did like a full, my whole year came down on a bus to come and watch it they were really really sweet and oh, I'd always get that them. must have been yeah. so fun yeah yeah so fun and they would you know if I was performing they'd let me have the first half of the day off for the next day they were really 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 sweet but it was I think after that I did and I hadn't I didn't have an agent so I think the first thing after that was yeah, no one reached agent. out to you from the show no I don't think so wow so then I so then we had to find an agent because I was like oh maybe I, maybe I would quite like to do this continue to do this and uh, and so we found an agent, and I went with uh, Sylvia Young, Young and Oh, I've had someone on the show agency. be with them, yeah. Mm, the the kind of the they're they're a great they were a great agency, and um, and then from there I did I did uh, like an episode of Holby City. I, I auditioned. I did an episode of Holby City, which, which was my first TV thing. Which I was kind of being on camera was just a whole new kind of you know kettle of fish it was just yeah. and then I played Lenny Henry's daughter in his, the second season of his sketch show and then I can't and then I and then I did a bit of singing and almost did went that way and did almost musicals almost became a pop star oh no, pop, wow like, the like Billy Piper singer. route <laughs> thank you yeah exactly exactly exactly, exactly. um and then what I, stopped that if you don't mind me asking no well my parents were just like no yeah, good parents. I think I would. Good, but I think I would have been rubbish, Ryan. Uh, I mean, we, I, I, who knows? You know, it's. But it, no, I'm, I'm glad you ended up where you are because you're doing great work. You know, so I'm glad you brought up your parents because where you know, obviously they they helped navigate that. Where were they at in terms of supporting you and your acting endeavors? You know, were they cool with it? Yeah, really, really cool. And I also think because my sister's got the proper job, so to speak. So I think they're just, they, they were happy that they had one that kind of, <laughs> you know, was doing something sensible. But they were, I, I suppose they were, my dad's always said to me, don't worry, Pips, it'll be fine. You'll be fine. You know, yeah. when I remember when I used to worry about, you know, I suppose one still does worry, you know, about working, getting yeah. getting a job or, you know, you, you know, you know what it's like. Totally. It was like, don't worry, you'll be fine. It's fine. And, and so I've always just been like, okay, fine. Here we go. Let's just keep having a go. And, and <laughs> you know? as you started to gain these credits and you got an agent, at what point, you know, because you transitioned from a child into a teenager, mm. did you mm. start to understand that it's a business? 
and it's a grind and there's politics, you know, like where did that start to come into play and how did that affect your, your pursuit of it? It's a really good question. I suppose when I learned, when I found out that it was a bit, I mean, gosh, I suppose different versions, I suppose different, when I, when I was leaving school, I Primary was applying school? to go to senior, senior school. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, so or high school, school. So to speak. yeah, like high school, like yeah. yeah. Um, I applied to go to RADA, and I also applied. Did you do all uh, the big with, ones? No, I just did RADA. Wow. Yeah, only because my my teacher at school had gone to RADA, and she was like, "Just focus on RADA." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." And and I suppose there was a part of me again that was just well, because so then I was I was auditioning for that, and then I sent my CV out because, because young'uns would drop you at 16 and with hope that you would go to the adult agency. And I don't, for some reason, I don't know why I didn't go. Maybe they, they probably didn't offer the representation actually. But yeah. um, and so um, I sent my CV out to a ton of agents and I got one reply from Jackie Palmer in High Wycombe. Wow. And an agency in High Wycombe. And they had put me up for Caroline or Change, which was a musical yeah. that was coming from Broadway. And I was auditioning for RADA and I desperately wanted to go to RADA. I just wanted to do it, go and do the three years. All my friends were going off to university. I wanted that similar experience, but in something I wanted to do. And then. So you I knew acting getting, was the thing. There was never a yeah, question of like, no, I want to go to university, study science or I, something. I mean, I, I did for a bit. I mean, at one, one point I wanted to be a doctor. Then I was like, no, but, but I knew. And I was like, um, my parents were fully, if my parents like, if you go to RADA, then that feels legitimate to us. That feels like, you know, you're taking it seriously and this yeah. is not just. So you were you aware know. of the prestige of RADA and what it meant and. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. 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 And, but I, so I was really keen to just go and do it. And then I was auditioning for Caroline and ended up getting Caroline and getting my place and was going to turn down Caroline to go to RADA because to me, I wanted to go to school. Yeah. And people, and I think that was the first time someone had gone to me, are you mad? People go to RADA to work at the National because it was at the National. No and way. I just had no idea what the National was or what, it, or what that meant, actually. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, do they? But, okay, but I, I really want to go to school and do my three years because that in my head, that's what I, and I'd worked really hard and I'd gone through the four rounds of auditions and blah, blah, blah. You know, and it felt like a, it felt like, the icing, you know, on the cake really was getting the place at the drama school. Yeah. Anyway, so I ended up doing the show and not going to RADA and going to RADA the following year. But did they allow think, you to defer or did mm, you have to re-audition? Essentially, yeah. Okay, great. I had, yeah, yeah. And then, but, but so, so I suppose that was the first time where I went, oh, oh, people and then I and then you know and then you'd I'd look at the program of people who else was in the company they'd all gone to drama school and this was a job yeah. they would you know so it's that I suppose that was when it because I had no idea I mean yeah. I really had how could you no idea yeah no Did idea you, you signed a year contract no I think it was about a three or four month run how was that experience comparing to Lion King my god <laughs> it was really hard yeah really hard I was just 18 and and Nika Noni Rose had played the role on Broadway. I think she was probably, I don't know how short she was. She was in her thirties, maybe late twenties at the time she did it. And I, again, was very green and 
and just not experienced, you know, at all. And I remember George C. Wolfe was our director and he got he got the performance out of me, but it took it took some it took some time. I was really nervous. And again, it was Tonya Pinkins and it was, you know, it was in Clive Rowe, it was these big musical theatre stars, really. Totally. You know. Um I got there in the end, but it was it was for a while, it was it was a bit like that to start with. But it but I but I had to put my big girl pants on and get through it. And it adapt was, or, or die, you know, trial by fire, literally. Yeah. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then did you start to understand the national and that experience? Yes. yes. And, and then people yes. Because I I think you touched on something that I've actually been wanting to say for a long time because you know, in America and, and probably globally, there's this phenomenon of like, okay, go to high school, go to college. But I think if, if you take a year, I almost think two years, you start to understand how the real world operates and what this business means and what it looks like outside of a gated, you know, environment or safe space, so to speak. So you had a fundamental real life, real world, real acting business experience. And that that must have totally reshaped your what could have been your Rada experience. Yeah, and and even down to little things, not actually little things, but you know, learning how to do one's tax, yeah. which they don't teach you at drama school, which I feel they should have tax lessons at drama. I school. totally, I mean, so don't you many, think, right? Yeah, LLC, all the things, uh, yeah, all the things that you need because yeah. when you come out, it's confusing, and it's I didn't know what I was doing, but I suppose earning a check or earning a you know getting my invoices every week I had to be on top of that so yeah I think it was a really good it was like a a really amazing gap year if that makes any sense I totally does and and did Mm. Caroline bring you to London finally you moved there Uh, no um no I moved when I went to RADA at 19 wow but you had some money saved obviously right yeah 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 and then how did that feel then when were you still auditioning during Caroline or no I was. I then did a, a Athol Fugard play with the Peter Hall Company in, in Bath. That was my second job. And then I can't remember if I, maybe I did a bit of telly. I can't really remember, but everybody was telling me not to go to Raja. They were like, you've started now. So just Yeah, you're, you're, wor- it, you're working. You're working. Was there much debate about that for yourself? Oh, you- my God. So much. And at the time, it felt like the biggest decision of my life, which it, I suppose it was, actually. Yeah. And I was kind of should I shouldn't I and then I just thought when my dad's always said about education that once you've done it no one can take it away from you totally and I I was just like you know what I'm gonna go take the three years out I'm gonna go and do it I'm gonna go also want I wanted that experience of being around peers and friends and you know drum schools essentially was my university so it was just I needed yeah I needed I needed to go and, and I'm curious, what, what were your peers in these pieces of theater telling you? Were they saying go to school or were they saying keep working? Keep working. Yeah. Keep working. Just keep working. You don't yeah. need to go. You've started. Why would you? And I was like, well, I want that experience. Of course. They'd all been to drama school. Yeah. Mm. So then how did your agent handle the, the Rada thing? Were they like, we're dropping you, you know, because you're off market? Well, well during during... Caroline, I changed from Jackie to another, to an, sort of an adult agency, I suppose. And they were very sweet and they stayed with me the whole way through RADA. And then I think a year, maybe a year out of RADA, I changed agents again. 
So you you so for those listening, you get a showcase at Rada. Did yes, you but, did but you I, go or did you not need it? I had left already to go and do Ruined at the Almeida, but I think I did one. Oh, the Almeida is the uh, best. You've been. Oh, is it the best? Yeah, I just saw Hamlet from the Almeida. Oh. That's at Park Avenue Armory. It's best oh. production I've ever seen. <laughs> so good. The stuff is so good there. It's just yeah. like quality after quality after quality. So then, if you don't mind me asking, how did that affect your relationship with your classmates? Because you had this illustrious credits already, and a lot of them were just starting. Did they know? Was there much? You know, because I know what it's like at drama school and it's it's so competitive, you know, like was that did you get the experience you were looking for? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't the only one that had had worked before from what I remember. Lot of, okay. Actually, quite a few. Yeah, I think there were quite a few of us that had done bits before. I mean, drama school is such a funny place. I really I really pushed against it in the first year quite a lot. I didn't enjoy it at all. Nobody it reminded else. me. No, I, 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 so I, I pushed against it. Uh, I went, I didn't, it wasn't straight actually, but I, I went to a boarding school where you sometimes had to sign in for things. And at RADA, you had to sign in for things. And it was, it felt a little bit like I was going back to school. Got it. And I, for the first year, I did push against it. And I wouldn't always go to my lessons and things like that. And then I remember doing a, my voice teacher, Ellen Newman, I did a, a Queen Margaret speech from Richard III. I just broke down, just, just broke down, just started crying and, and I couldn't, I, and I suppose I, I couldn't really um, articulate why, but I suppose I knew it was because I'd been fighting it for so long and I had to give into it. Cause I suppose that's one thing about the training. You do have to kind of give into it yeah. if you want to get anything out of it. Totally. And I had been resisting, resisting, resisting. And she was like, Oh my God this is what we've been wanting from you. And I was like, oh, shit. And I felt, and I did feel after that, actually, I did just go, okay, you're just going to do this now. Yeah. And I, and then I relaxed and got on with it, but it was, a, it was an absolute. Give and take. Yeah. And I just, you know, some, some things about drama school, I don't necessarily agree with. And I think also, I remember someone saying to me before I went, they were like, look, some, some things are going to work for you. Some things aren't. You take the bits that work for you, totally. you leave the rest. And it was really good advice, actually. I didn't get really that advice, advice, so I thought you know <laughs> I was just being constantly criticized. <laughs> well, this is the this is yeah. the thing, and they say don't they're gonna they're gonna strip you down and build you back up, make you to, to break you to make you. Exactly, 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 exactly. Which they, I suppose, they yeah, they definitely they definitely broke me. Yeah, yeah. Did you get broken too? Oh yeah, I dropped out after two years. I took oh, three God, years why? off. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck this, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, it's crazy. So um, I'm curious, did you develop some good relationships with students and teachers that you respected? A few of the teachers, my classmates, my peers, my year group, yeah. I mean, we're, I'm still in contact with a ton of them and they'll, they'll be dear amazing. friends till the end. Because um, again, like, as you know, it, going through drama school is a very particular experience. Yeah. And there are not many of us that go through it. And, and so I'm, I'm, I don't know if you ever think about it. I wonder how much it's changed as the culture has changed, you know? Me too. Because we lived in much crueler times where things were allowed, you know? And I, I don't think certain of, you know, that a lot of the things that were said, you know, I can only imagine I'm a white guy, you know, would never be said now, you know? 
Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah. And also just the, the vibe. I mean, I sometimes I'll go back to Rada and watch something or, you know, whatever. And the, like, the students are just so much more kind of like in Get their free. bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas we, I think we're a little bit kind of... Walking on eggshells. Like, yeah. yeah. They're like, what? We're here. Yeah. You know, which is so great to see. But yeah, they have a kind of coolness that I don't think we had really. So then... Skating to the end, did you did do the showcase or you did not? I'm trying to remember. I think I did. I think I did. It was split into two. So you did a duologue and a monologue. And I think I did a monologue. I can't, I can't remember what it was. But I think I did a monologue. Um, yeah. Was, how how yeah. did that go? It was fine. I mean, it was third, third year is, is it can be a complicated year in drama schools because... Yeah. It's all built you know, towards that last thing. All built to that. And, you know, I think it got a bit intense, tense during that final year. But, I mean, I wasn't around for a lot of it. And actually, a lot of my year left early. Mm. Um, to work? But To work, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, was, it was fine. It was, it was, it was fine. I, I, I can't really, I can't really remember it because I didn't do the full thing because of doing Ruin. So... But there were, you know, it was like, I think it was two days, but I think there were a ton of rehearsals. And I, I, I was like, I would like to do it, but I, I didn't really have the full tree experience, yeah. which actually I wish that I had, because it's, the tree is kind of, kind of like an iconic Rada moment in the calendar, I suppose. But yeah. you got to work at the Almeida, which is incredible. Yeah. And how was yeah. that experience? It was amazing. I, I replaced Wumi Masaku, the very brilliant Wumi Masaku. Oh, yeah, she's her. incredible. She's amazing. She's just the most gorgeous woman as well. Was that an um, intense decision to pick up, you know, someone else's, you know, th their, what they carved out? Or was, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was. And also because I really looked up to her because, which I know I still do, but she was, I think she just left Rada as I was coming. So to oh, me, wow. she was like you know this woman. is where i want to be yeah yeah it's just like this amazing and then she hurt her her wrist i think on a job or maybe in rehearsals and so couldn't continue and then i got a call about it i got a call about it and auditioned and then i think i i got i think i met on the friday and i started on the monday and i had two weeks wow. to land the show mm. and and that mm. you know that's such a cutting edge theater did you get exposure to people that you think wouldn't have, have discovered you otherwise doing that yeah i suppose so. i mean i i never really yeah i mean the Almeida gets a lot of people in don't they yeah but i know but, but i suppose i never really knew i i sort of don't like knowing when people are in the audience yeah, do you? Yeah. i kind of no, can't yeah. bear the idea of going oh so and so's in and you're so self-conscious then so self-conscious and nervous and you're already nervous anyway so but yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I had quite a nice run of theatre jobs after that. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so probably, probably it did. It, yeah, yeah, it helped, yeah. That's amazing. And then so after that, you did more theatre? And were you also yeah. auditioning for film and TV? No, because at that time, the landscape for black actresses was very different. Because everything in, know, in the UK is period piece. Everything's period piece. So the trajectory yeah. for me was not going to be the same as my white girlfriends from drama school. You know, it just wasn't an option. I think there was one, I think there was one job actually I went up for, which was, oh gosh, what was it? Little Dorrit. Okay. Which Claire Foy did and Freema Adjaman, who I think she just finished doing 
the Doctor Who assistant, she got the part, quite rightly, she was brilliant. But that was the only one. That was the only period, you know, and now, of course, it's fantastic. There's tons. Um, but comparatively, but no, no. So I had to, I had to be, and I had to have a real word with myself when I came out of drama school. Cause I was like, did Rana hammer that? I mean, I don't want to go too deep into trauma, but mm. like, were they like, you're only <laughs> going to do theater because X and Y, you know? I, t- I can't, I don't re- recall them saying that, but I had to have a word with myself mm. because I was like your trajectory and my, tra- and still to this day is going to be very different to your white girl like your white peers yeah. trajectory it's just a different ball game totally and i had and it was a real i had to really accept that and accept that in a way that that didn't feel like i was lacking and you did know, that like, dis- disillusion you at all no it made me stronger yeah and i had to i said it earlier but i had to really hoik up the big girl pants and go yeah. okay this is it so it was theatre, 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 and then it was th- so. Yeah, I did theatre consistently, probably for about two or three years, which I loved doing. And actually, it was even though it wasn't a plan. I mean, I didn't know actually. You know, when you come out of drama school, you don't know. You just want to get a job. You just want to yeah. get a job. But the Brits respect theatre the most, so I mean, you're doing yeah. great work. You know, yeah, yeah, th- th- yeah. And at that time that was the only thing that was available. Maybe there was one line. I think I did one line in Law and Order or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Done exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then went and did another play and then would do something else and then do another play. And then I moved agents again after I did a play at the Royal Court, which got some Whoa. lovely a- attention and, and, People and the the play the, the material was fantastic and the part was fun and and it was you know one of those kind of cool upstairs at the Royal Court plays and my I changed agents again and my new agent said okay we're going to take a break from theatre we're going to wait for TV and film and I was like God my God ah I was so used to just working working yeah, working and going from theatre to being busy. And then I remember getting, so I, then I didn't work for four weeks, a month, which to me was a really long time at the time. Now I'm like, oh, it's a walking park. Um, and he called me and he was like, okay, you're going to South Africa in a week. Um, I've got you a job. You're going to, it's, it's, it's Miss Marple. Um, and you're going to be shooting in South Africa for a month. Cape Town? And that's when, yeah, Cape Town. Yeah, yeah, Cape Town. Oh, been there. Cape Town, been yeah. there, yeah. It's nice, yeah. nice, yeah. yeah. And that was when I, that's when I started. Then since that moment, I've been on stage once. Wow. Well, that's incredible. You got those incredible opportunities. And then how was it transitioning to film and TV? And we'll, we'll build that into Chloe, you know, was, was that like, you know, because theater requires a certain kind of energy and then film and TV Mm -hmm. got to kind of dial it in in a way. Was there an adjustment phase? Definitely. I think I, realized how much energy I was using on stage but then realizing I had to then transfer the kind of headspace and energy that you use on stage and work out how to turn that into getting picked up at five o'clock in the morning and then not being used till three o'clock in the afternoon yeah and be ready to go at three o'clock in the afternoon there's no warm-up you gotta you gotta be ready to go so it was really learning that skill of how of, of, of knowing how to use my energy in a different way 
Um, so that that I think that for me that was the biggest transition. The the, the, the actual the actual doing of the thing with the cameras and stuff, I quite liked because I could play and bring everything yeah. down and you know and go, you and get ask to, to go make again. mistakes. Yeah, get to make mistakes. Totally you get to go again and you know different angles and learning how all the different lenses and you know all the setups and things. So it was that whole four weeks was a real you got film school right after that then you know exactly exactly Exactly. that's incredible and then Mm. as as representation globally started to you know get so much better in content did that did that feel like an immense relief it did i mean i still think you guys are further ahead than we are here yeah i could see that you know you know it's, it's it's still there's still a big gap i think in terms of but i think also getting older i think the parts for women yeah they're getting better i really do like i uh, everything i do now i have kids and i'm and i love it because this is an, an okay is it, yeah i, I do I never, yeah yeah i mean i don't have children myself but it's an extra layer of a woman's life and whoever i'm playing i don't know it, it kind of just gives it a bit more color i don't know i, I don't know I, I really i'm really enjoying getting older and seeing how the the, 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 the roles are changing and also the i mean yeah, I, I think we've come a long way. I think there's still a way to go, but how brilliant we've managed to make those steps and we haven't gone backwards. And and obviously not to skate over all these incredible mother, father, son, or daughter, Ed, you know, with Billy Howell and Helen <laughs> McRory. And, yeah. you know, before we jump into Chloe, was there at any point, and maybe you're there now and we'll talk about it later, where you thought about moving to the US? It's always been at the back of my mind but I'm such a homebody. Yeah, I understand. You know, I just love being, I love, I feel like such a Londoner, I, even though I'm kind of a faux Londoner because I'm a home county girl, but I love being here, but I'm also realistic. And so if a job came up, I, I would go and do it. I wouldn't be like, oh, I want to be in that, you know. Um, but I've always been where the work, I suppose I've always just lived where the work's been. Yeah. And, all, and I tend to work mainly in London. That's so. great. Mm, I mean, mm. I live in I New like York. I don't. In my own bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who doesn't? You know. So, Who doesn't? So talk to me about Chloe. How did that piece come your way? That came my way. I think it was maybe the end of 2020, going into 2021, and I got sent all the scripts. I'm not very good at reading scripts. I sometimes find oh, there are too many distractions. Yeah. You know, I need to go to the loo. I need to check my someone's text me. And, I, and they'd sent through all six. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try and just do, I'm going to just try. It was an offer or was it an audition? No, it was, it was a read for interest and a okay. Zoom with Alice. And they were like, read them. And if you like them, Alice, you'll Zoom, is at, you'll Zoom with Alice. And then you have to put something on tape. And I was like, cool, okay. So I read them and I read them all six episodes in one sitting, which is very rare for me. I just, yeah. It's just not even a thing that I would even ever think about doing but I was just so engrossed so immediately engaged with the world that Alice had created and these characters and Liv and like you were saying at the beginning the twists and turns I mean it goes all the way to the left and it comes back and it goes yeah. you know up it goes down it goes all over the house all over the shop so that was that for me it was immediately attractive and then I spoke to Alice who was just the most wonderful generous intelligent witty woman and got on with her really well and then put live on tape and then that and then did a chemistry read with Erin 
and over Zoom, which was wild. You wow. know, it was still very during a pandemic. It. Yeah, during a pandemic. Yeah, fell in love with her, and then then and then yeah, and then I got the then I got the offer, and I was it felt like one of those. I felt like I hadn't seen a black middle class woman on TV like Livia. I just yeah. felt like I, I hadn't seen her. And yeah, and seen, uh, there's a lot yeah. of layers to her, and it could be a one note character, and it you did not play it that way, and I really appreciated that. I mean, it was so multifaceted, and there was there was a there was a brightness, but there was a darkness, you know, and and you kind of never know where she is, and that that goes to keeping you engrossed and and guessing. So, did yeah. you see that in the writing, or was that something oh, yeah. you brought? Oh yeah, yeah. I think Alice. I mean, Alice did most of the work for us, as we kind of say, but like the scripts were so brilliant yeah. that all we had to do was add a little bit of whatever we bring. And, you know, and she was so generous. So there would be takes where she'd be like, okay, now forget what I've written. Just say what you think you'd say. Oh, improvs. No way. Yeah. Yeah. So we were just, so then you just relax. Cause you're like, she trusts us. She's yeah. had these characters in her head for five or six years. And she said to me, actually, um, we were doing pre-prep. She's like, I just want to say, Pip, she's yours now. So you take her and you do what you need to do. And there's no, you know, I'm totally, and I was like, what? Because, you know, there is that slight fear when you're working with a yeah. showrunner, the writers, that they're, they're not going to let you do what you need to do or bring, you know. But she was so classy and generous and just said, nope, she's yours. Which That's so beautiful. Like a gift. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And, and how was the shooting during the pandemic? You know, was that... You know, it's such an intense piece. Was it fun or was it weird living in that place? It was it was fun because we all got on. It was slightly intense because of COVID. Yeah. And so we couldn't all do the things that, you know, that we get to do and you work with, you go to be social, go to the pub or go for, you know, just hang out outside of work. I mean, we did stuff in parks and things, but because of the pandemic, I think it didn't feel as, dimmed the social aspect of the of the shoot but at work it, it brought us closer together because we knew that at yeah. work those are the only times that we had with each other and Alice and Lauren Evans are casting director and Tally and everybody who's involved with the casting process I think put together a really good group of people like good and I, and I don't necessarily mean talented which everybody was talented but I mean good people yeah you know like good people that you would want to hang out with and, and the best and, and, as and it I, should be and it makes such a difference when you go to work and you actually like yeah. the people you're working with. Huge. It, 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 you see it on you see it on the screen. Yeah. You can't it pay, it pays deny dividends. chemistry. Yes, exactly, exactly. And, and were you balancing this with Gangs of London, or did you already have that one under? So I no. So I the shoot the closure was four months, and they shot me out after two, so I could then go and do season two of Gangs. Once again, staying busy working. I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. So you had a great pandemic, so to speak. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, it was good. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was strange though, because going back to doing the job that I know so well yeah. in, in, a di in a different guise was quite odd. You know, I mean, just talking about masks and testing and constant testing and people getting it. So then having to stand down mm -hmm. and it was, it was warming, melting. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so amazing. And and what's it been like now having the piece, both pieces out, you know, and, and letting the work speak? I mean, 
good, I think. I think people have really responded to Chloe. Yeah. There's something about Alice's writing and the con and like just the story that's very addictive and it feels addictive and people want more. I mean, I I have to say when I read the first six, I wanted an episode seven immediately. I just wanted it. And it actually the show, when I first read the script, the show ended differently to how it, how it does. Yeah. There was, it was a different, different vibe, but I, so I immediately wanted an episode seven, but gangs doesn't, gangs doesn't come out until, I, yeah, until later this year, I'm not quite sure. You mean season two, right? Season two, yes, season yeah. two, yes. So yeah. you've already shot that? Yes, shot that, yeah. Well, that brings me, you know, the, the work you've been doing is so amazing, Pip, and I'm so impressed. Can you talk about what's next? Yes, yeah, so so Gangs comes out in October, um, which I saw the first episode a few weeks ago, and I was, it was Corin. Like working with Joe? Yes, Joe and shopping. And then I also have a film called See How They Run, which I shot. It was my first Sam Rockwell, back. right? Yes. God, he's amazing. I just saw him in um, American Buffalo like a week ago. How, how, was it incredible? He was great. I don't love the play. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And got Lawrence it, was it, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it. Got it. Um, there's that, and then there's I did a, a little indie film with Anna Paquin and Ray Winstow. Which is, I saw that. I was working with Anna. Was that great? Oh, she's so brilliant to work with. Yeah, she's just so generous. She's just giving. She just gives, and it, that to me, that's just such a. She was such a great scene partner that we have one scene in the kitchen together, in the house, that she, and and she was just there and present yeah. and and kind and. No, it was a really lovely, that was a really lovely experience. And, and, and a few final questions. I'm curious now, you know, as the pandemic has changed, you know, which has been sad, most things from, you know, in-person to self-tapes, do you feel like in a weird way it's benefited you that you're auditioning for more American content now? I actually have to say I quite like a self-tape now. Yeah, I've had to train do. myself. Yeah. yeah, I've had to train myself. It's like I had to train myself to really enjoy ADR. Yeah. And I've had to train myself to really enjoy self-taping because it's part of the, it's the deal now. That's it the is, deal. It's just what it is. It, I, I it know. is what it is. It is what it is. So you either get with it or you. Adapt you or die. Exactly. So I actually quite like it. And also you're in control of what you send. And is it, <laughs> is that been tough for you navigating most of your life going from being in a room to then suddenly having to do this? Not really. I enjoy it. That's great. I enjoy it. I'm I glad you hear it. that. I'm glad someone does. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, mean like, I miss yeah. the person-person contact, but, yeah. you know, we have, as actors, we have such little control. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I feel like, I, well, saying no is obviously... I but, agree. But, but, you know, having control about what you send yeah. is so great. Because then you can put your best foot forward, so to speak, and, and not somebody's interpretation of your best foot forward. Does I that make sense? Totally does. And... And and for you know the actors listening now that maybe don't have rep yet and are mainly doing self tapes, any any words of wisdom you might have for them? I think relax. I think relax. I think I'm kind of against buying all the fancy gear yeah. as well. I think the the like the more relaxed you are. I, I mean, I'm do I do it on my computer on my photo booth. Yeah, the quiet. And as long as the the. As long it's as the good. quality is yeah. good, yeah, and just and find a great spot where you can. Like, I always have a little spot that's there. Is this your self tape? 
zone right here? No, because uh, I have my picture in my lap, yeah. but it's, it's, it's over there. And okay. I just find a good space and just find, I suppose it's like your version of where you feel your strongest Yeah. in your home. Find that place where you feel like your strongest, where you can really embody all these people that you're putting down on tape and also enjoy it because you've got 10 minutes to show people what you can do. And I, I totally agree. And, th- and this is a tough question. And I ask every actor this, but mm-hmm. what advice would you have for young actors now? Because maybe, you know, drama school doesn't make as much sense as it once did because it's so much money and it's such a saturated time and creating your own content is possible now. And you can, you can get picked up on YouTube, you know, as crazy as that is, you know, any words of wisdom you would have for, you know, the young Pippa starting out now and just trying to enter this business? This is going to sound quite naff. It's going to sound quite naff, but I think you have to stay true to yourself. So if you if if your version of getting into this business means you want to go to drama school and train and do that and have that on your record and blah blah, then you should do it. If you think that you want you would prefer to do a YouTube thing, because the thing with the industry is that's so quick, it moves yeah. so quickly, and you know you like you said you can get discovered on TikTok. Probably, honest, I mean, I have no idea how you use any of these things. But Me either. T- t- <laughs> yeah, I'd be a lot more like- famous if I did. <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think you've got to whatever speaks to you. You should follow it because there's the word. I think life is too short to be doing something that actually you're also fighting. Yeah, you, you know. So so if if being on TikTok and creating content speaks to you and excites you, go and do it. If learning a, a, a classical piece and a modern piece to get into Rada, Lambda, Guildhall, go and do it. Yeah, and, and and have and have courage in your choice. I suppose. Any, any shot you would come do a play on Broadway? Oh my God, I would love to. That's sort of my dream. I'm gonna hold, we're going to do one together. <gasps> I'm manifesting oh, Ryan, it. Loved, oh my God, yeah. Ryan, I'd love to. It would be yeah. just such a laugh. It would be the best time in the world. And <laughs> God, it would be so fun. I don't know if we'd make it out alive. <laughs> but Pippa Bennett Warner, I got so much gratitude for the work that you're doing. You're doing incredible work. And, you know, not to disparage Brits, but, you know, in a, in, in a colonial nation, you know, it's very tough. Yeah. And I, you're, you forged a path for so many incredible actors and artists. And I just, you're doing such immense work. And I know the best is yet to come. Thank you so much. That's so kind. I mean every word of it. And, and come I- back when the next things come out. Yeah, my God. Oh, my God, I'd love to. Well, I'll see you on Broadway probably before Yeah, then. very soon, all right? <laughs> Pippa Bennett Warner, thank you so much, okay? Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you. Bye. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.